Hello darlings, it is day 258 of Snippets of Encouragements and I'm curious to know if you've noticed how fear migrates. It's unlikely that any of us listening to the snippet is going to face tigers or lions before dinner. Perhaps a couple of centuries or millennia ago this would have been the case but this is no longer our daily reality. However, the number one cause of death and disease is stress related. How can it be that the safest generation in the history of humanity, we are most likely to die as a result of stress? It's because we're all living with unidentified fear and anxiety within our bodies and this escalates, creating stress leading to disease and death. The number of people on medication for anxiety is off the charts. If you've paid attention to the news, you will know that in the USA there is a so-called opioid epidemic or crisis with thousands of people addicted to and dying from opioid overdoses. I wonder how this could be and in my layman's understanding of humanity, I think we are not adequately dealing with the emotion or feeling of fear and this is causing us numerous problems. If you or I were to be hunted by a lion or tiger, our fight or flight instinct would kick in and our body's hormonal systems would be triggered to help us deal with the danger. Once the threat has passed or we're dead, our body will take up to an hour to return to the pre-arousal state. This is the normal body reaction in fight or flight response. However, in modern society, the tiger of the day may be a teacher, a parent, a partner, mother-in-law or boss. The stress generated from these interactions never returns to the pre-arousal state. They continue to vibrate within the body as what we then experience as anxiety. Have you noticed that when you feel anxious or fearful about something that your fear migrates in your body? Perhaps in the moment of feeling fear, you feel it in your gut or gonads and suddenly you notice a constriction in your heart or throat or the onset of a blinding headache. This is because fear has migrated. Perhaps the initial incident that triggered your fear response has passed or subsided and then your mind jumps to another fearful scenario and your anxiety builds. Here is an example of what I mean. You may be driving to work and the car in front of you suddenly slams on brakes. You can't brake in time and instead swerve out, narrowly missing the oncoming car. Your heart rate and pulse are pounding and you feel as if you've been sucker punched in the gut. You notice the other driver brake so hard because a child's ball rolled into the road. You know that your children are safe at school but you find yourself imagining what could have happened if they were in the car. You're always fighting with your youngest to wear his seatbelt and you can see how he would have flown through the windscreen of your car and most likely being crushed by the oncoming vehicle. Your heart constricts in pain and you want to roll up into a tiny ball and die. Then you remind yourself how ridiculous this is. Your children are safe at school. But wait a moment, we all know that schools are the harvesting ground for those terrorists known as mass shooters. You imagine getting that fateful alarm that the school has been targeted or hearing of the tragedy in the news and you feel such dread and panic it feels as if you're having a heart attack. I know this is an extreme example, but I'm sure it's one you're familiar with because we've all created dread scenarios for ourselves, especially when the fear we feel starts migrating through the body. 
There is a simple method to combat the migration of fear and this is awareness. When we are self-aware and living in awareness with ourselves, we will catch the fear as it starts to migrate. This is where having a practice such as mindfulness or meditation is brilliant because we can learn how to be still within and bring ourselves fully back to the present moment with ourselves. If we evaluate those things that cause us fear and anxiety, we will see that the majority of the time, these situations are outside of ourselves. Additionally, we often try not to feel fear or anxiety, and I think this has caused untold damage to humanity. If you stub your toe and break it, are you going to act as if all is well and not treat the toe? Of course not. And yet this is precisely what we're trying to do with our fear and anxiety. We are trying to rid ourselves of something that is a part of us, but if we come more fully into awareness of what we're thinking, feeling, and how we're behaving, this practice is the pathway to our enlightenment. I encourage you the next time you experience fear and anxiety to become aware of its source and the pathway it follows. Watch your fear migrate, acknowledge it, and then release it. You've been listening to Snippets of Encouragement with Angie Barnard. If you've enjoyed this snippet, share it with a friend. But more importantly, now that you've received, get out there and encourage somebody else. Have a wonderful day.